0: Soul Show five roll tape four cue Terry three bring audio up two stand by one play intro.
1: Stay tuned for the Terry Soul Show Soul on Salem's original radio station one hundred four point three and twelve twenty a.m. KSLM. Well, good morning,
2: and welcome to the weekend show on Salem's original radio station. We are KSLM AM and FM. Hi, I'm your host, Terry Solomon. I'm so glad that you joined us this morning. Today's weekend show is being brought to you by the Lulee Group, Lulee's Car Connection, Don Lulay Holmes, and Teresa Lulay State Farm Insurance. Today's special guest is two weeks in a row. Uh,
3: you know, and Who here's-
2: leaves the door open around
3: this joint? Your problem oh, is, is that you're too close to I-5. Is that what it is? You always tell me you're too close to get you to kick me back. Uh, Amanda, can you help me here? Yeah, Terry it. <laughs>
2: what is she doing here?
3: I don't she, know. She
2: can't even get up out of bed early enough to come down here and be with us. We're, we're at a beautiful setting right here. We're at Volcano Stadium here in the press box overlooking this just beautiful stadium. Amanda, got... I wish you were here, but I'm glad you're not. Oh. Um, it's, and, just, and, it's just, just apparently Apparently, you're sad that I'm here,
3: too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, I have
4: the power to disconnect his mic.
3: You'll probably disconnect my You better not try that. <laughs> 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 no we this is actually an amazing view right now there's we've got the windows open there's a little breeze coming in here you can see the cars on i5 um, i'm staying next to the lovely lisa walker who was just on the last show so we're just thrilled to be here right now
2: when are they going to start throwing out pictures here
3: uh, first pitch is at one o'clock, so we got a little while. Oh, we're early. We're early. We're way like, early. Like you just saw the cleaning crew. We're even before the players aren't even <laughs> here yet, Jerry, The Players aren't even here. They're probably still asleep.
2: And <laughs> from what I understand, they had a, they had quite a, a, an activity overnight going on here.
3: They yeah, had some... it, the scout spent the night here. There was a big scout troop, and nice. I think they actually slept out on the grass last night. So really, yeah. So you and I got here early to get set up, yeah. and Jerry Walker said he was here like at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I think he was here to make sure those scouts didn't destroy the stadium. No, Jerry Howard. Jerry Howard. Jerry Howard. Oh, I no, Jerry Walker's still in bed at midnight. <laughs>
2: and Howard, he never sleeps.
3: I don't think he does. Mm-hmm. He's oh. always here. No, I had to email him uh, up, Kate, for the first pitch. We can get into that in a minute. But I sent him a, a at as 3 o'clock in the morning, and, which I don't sleep either, and he responded. I'm like, what? Terry, Jerry, Jerry Howard's awake. At 3 but o'clock in the morning he responded? He did. He said th- he said thanks for the email. I'm like, dude, it's three o'clock in the morning. Like, I'm the only one that does this thing with three o'clock in the morning.
2: <laughs> well, we're gonna have her put these these uh, headphones on here, and uh, she wasn't planning on speaking with us, but
3: uh, well, she stuck around, and, and it's always dangerous, but we're thrilled to the leases here. So that's it.
2: So why don't you uh, why don't you introduce who our guest is?
3: Well, the all last on. for those that have been on the radio for the last hour. Um, lisa walker was the guest during the kick cancer Care show she and just wouldn't leave no no <laughs> and, and she's in here with us so welcome lisa
0: thank you have, happy to he- be here it's a beautiful day at the ballpark so there's no better place on her.
2: this is a beautiful stadium you guys have here
3: it really is nice
0: it's uh yeah it's a labor of love no kidding i mean i think <laughs> about you know the first season that we were here i was pregnant with our son mickey
3: who's running the league now
0: Who's running the league now and it's you know it seems like it was just yesterday I, I we were laughing last night about all the people that we see It's like wow that person's getting old Mom. i'm not getting old <laughs> <laughs> <Even at all. laughs>
2: we we just live a, a block or two away uh, over here and so when you have the fireworks display we just go out on the balcony and we, we sit back and watch the fireworks play. It's just, it's just, it's incredible. How often do you guys do the fireworks?
0: Well, um, probably five or six times, maybe even seven times a season. It, it, and, you know, we've been really blessed because they uh, the, you know, the fire hazard has been sure. minimal. And so sure. we generally, you know, we bring out a water truck, we do the whole shoot and match and, um, have a great, uh, company that does just a really terrific job.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's, it's one of those things that this is this is fun for the whole family, Bring yeah. the kids out here. Uh, I brought my, my granddaughter out here last year. She was six years old, and uh, I was lucky enough to throw the first pitch. However, I think that you guys moved me back, way back by second base, <laughs> because when I lobbed that first pitch, it didn't even get close. <laughs> that but, seems
3: uh, to be a, a strategic issue. <laughs> is that what it is? But it's, it was so exciting. You, you did throw the first pitch yeah. out last year, didn't yeah. you? It was yeah. a Friday night game. That's right. And uh, don't tell anybody, but I kept the ball. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. There you go. Well, no. I, I don't want to burst your ball, but every first pitch gets to keep the ball. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for bursting my bubble.
2: <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun here. And, again, it's, it's something that's it's entertainment for the whole family. Yes. I yeah. mean, what are the ticket prices to get in here?
0: Well, I, if you buy your ticket in advance for general admission, it's $6 and, you know, to sit down. Try
2: going to a movie for that.
0: Yeah, I know. Good luck. I know it, but, you know, that allows people to move between, you know, like just some bleacher seating and the berm, which is out, you know, beyond that, down that third baseline. And then also, you know, you can, you can get a lower box seat for $14 if you purchase it in advance. So Mm -hmm. it, it really depends. And then we also have the four tops in our skybox suites that people love to do the, you know, the the, either the small reunion or family birthdays in the suites because they're just they're enclosed and they're more private and it's a lot of fun. So
2: what? what are tickets going for where, where we're at right now? We got bird's eye view of, of everything here. You can't you get the whole park right here. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. not sure they have tickets for inside the press box <laughs> Have them call me, I'll get them in here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's right. right. There you,
3: you know. go. <laughs> well, I, I do know that um, we had just finished our first year with kicking cancer and I just thought it'd be kind of fun for the board to celebrate all that work. And so we got one of your skyboxes, and the board brought like their spouse or kid or whatever, and our board of directors sat and watched a baseball game from one of your skyboxes. That was super fun. Yeah,
0: and that's really the whole point of it uh, is that you know I tell I try to tell people that at Volcano Stadium, you know, we're neutral. When you step across that threshold to enter the stadium, you're 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 in a place where, you know, you just have a common love of baseball or family fun and you know, and the rest is just left out in the parking lot. Yeah.
2: How did you get involved with the kick and cancer?
0: Well, that's Baron, my fault. Baron came chasing me, which thank he God. He chases everybody. And yeah. He, you know, thank goodness because, um, you know, his persistent was persistence was really, um, was really very important to me. And there's, I was just going to point, there's Mickey. You know, he
3: uh, Mickey, oh, yeah. Mickey,
0: the CEO, is also the grounds crew. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so down down third base line, there's yeah. a guy with shorts on and uh, yeah, yeah, on, and, so and,
0: and that hat, that, that
3: fisherman's hat. It yeah. looks
0: like Gilligan's hat, doesn't yeah, it? <laughs> pretty much. So I,
3: he's getting ready to mow the field, right? Uh, well, he
0: he goes down there and, and um, he has to be really careful down that area when he turns on the sprinklers because it just it's it, it's just an easy area for it to get real wet. So. He goes out there, he turns on the sprinklers, then he has to set a timer and go back. And sometimes I get a picture of when he <laughs> forgot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah. So what I find interesting, Lisa, I didn't know you way back then, but our family moved to Kaiser in 1996. Mm-hmm that's at, when we at moved the, at the end of 96 yeah. and in 97 this whole area including kaiser Station, this whole right. thing was just like this big huge field right it was a it was actually there were some homes it was
0: farm um there was horse equestrian horse stables here i mean it was it was just a real um it was a real process and i you know i have to admit that um it had Dennis Coho? Had we not had a baseball fan on the, you know, mayor of Kaiser, um, and the city council? I
2: remember him. Yeah, remember Coho. Yeah. yeah, I interviewed him before over we in yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: He anyway, he, um, he, he, along with several others on the council, were instrumental in introducing the opportunity to the city of Kaiser, and, and then it was just really fast tracked because we broke ground uh, February fifth and. This stadium in four and a half months.
3: Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. We opened June.
3: That was Our
0: first game was rained out, um, which is of you course. know, how many times does that happen, right? <laughs> yeah. But um I think our first game was actually June twenty third that we actually played that same year, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah.
3: And today's June twenty fourth, so happy anniversary.
0: Yeah, <laughs> June twenty fourth is a very special day for me. So why yeah.
3: is that? Why is that? Well,
0: it's a it's a feast day in the church and um and it was also the day my father was buried. You know, so it's like his feast, you know, he his mm-hmm. entry into the kingdom. And so it's a, bit, it's a very important day. And I try to remind our family members that those are the, you know, our birthdays are very important as well. But the day that we're, you know, sent off and to the next, you yeah. know, part of our eternity, yeah. uh, I think is very special.
3: So an interesting anniversary for you, Terry. Today's the 24th, which is Saturday, but last year the 24th was Friday, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: and we were having our annual charity golf tournament, so I wasn't able to come out and watch you throw the first pitch out. Oh, I was
2: spectacular.
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I rolled. But it it was was (laughs) June 24th last year. Yeah, that's so so cool. One year ago today, you threw the first pitch out. Yeah, that's That's it. That was a lot of fun, too. Wasn't good.
2: But you know what? You you get out there and you watch these guys, and you think, how do these catchers throw it from behind uh the plate? Two second base on their knees on yeah their knees. hello yeah i mean i had a heck of a time just getting halfway across the field here and it was, yeah <laughs>
0: it was if you're a talented catcher that's a fast track to the mlb because it's just it, it's they're hard to come by and you know and statistically you know they're changing they're you know they used to be that they were more scrapper not not you know not the six foot five guys mm-hmm. now they like the taller guys but you know you got to be able to jump up and those knee protectors are very important. Oh, I remember watching amazing. baseball
3: games when the guy's running third, and he's trying to get to the plate, and the catchers were built like like a like a sure, linebacker. Come on yeah. in, big fella. Yeah, they're like, yeah. here, guarding the plate, and there was this crash that was going to occur, so yeah. catchers yep. were
2: always a big My, I have a cousin, Jared Saltalamacchia, who was a catcher. For years, I don't think he's playing anymore. But he was, like you said, one of the the big guys. I think he's playing on. We played it on the Raven, not the Ravens, the Rangers for a while. Oh uh, okay. yeah. Uh, but he would stand up there and just heave that ball over the pitcher's head to second base. It's just like it was nothing. Man. Yeah. Right.
3: And yeah. it's like I can do yeah, you've, that. You've had a few players play here that have gone on to become oh, yes, famous yes. Giants. There's yeah. 120.
0: Oh, might be more than that. Jerry Howard has that number mastered, but there were. Uh, over well over hundred right. players yeah.
3: that have played for you. Yeah, well,
0: Buster won. Posey was here, Tim Lincecum was here. There's, you know, they they would send people whatever happened through. to those guys. Well,
3: <laughs> I think isn't one of those still playing? You no, know, Buster's, Buster's not. No, Buster's not
0: retired, but he's in. You know, he's like a front office guy now. Okay, and Tim, Tim's still t- playing, right? Tim's floating around. We tried to get him to come for Legends Night, uh, for one of our Legends Night, and we we weren't able to, you know, reel him in. But we fortunately we
3: have like Jamie Moyer. Um, um, Jay Buner's coming. Oh, everyone I talk to in town is excited to have Jay Buner coming. That's
0: well, he's a he's just Jay Buner's just a real guy, yeah. you know. And you you know he just southern, you know, southern guy. Just and, and what's so funny is when we were in Birmingham with and we were affiliated with Mariners, he and uh, Ken Griffey Jr. came to our stadium and wow. sat up in our very very humble skyboxes that we had <laughs> and because uh senior uh was coaching for us he was our hitting coach and um craig griffey was Ken, playing for Ken us Ken
3: griffey senior coach for you
0: right well now and he's a cancer survivor
3: too he's why?
0: involved in a pretty pretty important cancer
3: research well and there's group. another I mean, cancer survivor that comes out almost here steve garvey yeah right? steve's been here twice
0: yeah he was just recently here wasn't he yes he was yeah. and he's actually um thrown his hat in the ring to
3: run for US Senate
2: really uh-huh.
3: well the first the first year that I got involved with your cancer ward this weekend he was there and I still have his autograph yeah you know. he's a
0: he's another just really great guy right. and you know you love to meet them and, and now,
2: are you still affiliated with the Giants or is that no more Lieber, of
0: that? Uh, we were one of 42 teams that was contracted by MLB okay and so basically, the, the, what that did is that ended our relationship with Major League Baseball. Got it. And so we all looked at each other and said, well, now what do we do? We still have a stadium. <laughs> we still have a lot of bills. We still have, you know, we have we, we what do we do? And um, and Mickey, one of the neatest things I ever experienced from him was when he was in his second year of college and he was here working and he said, I just love this business.
3: <laughs> and I just
0: thought, you know, that's what it's going to take is passion Mm -hmm. for what we do because it's, it is a business. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a labor of love, but it's a business. And so, you know, just knowing that he still had that passion, we went ahead and formed our own league and created four teams instead of one, which took our labor from, you know, our our involvement from dealing with 38 players to dealing with 90 players and taking care of 90 players and so on. So um, so now we have the Mavericks League, it's four teams, it's the Volcanoes, the Senators, the Campesinos, and the Portland Mavericks, and they play all ninety-six games plus three playoff games here.
2: So there's no more on the road
3: traveling. It's uh, it's, it's right here.
0: It's all homestand.
3: Yeah. Well and and in my running around the community, that's one of the things I tell people all the time is we're working here, like every game's a home game, it's no matter who's homes way. Alright, we need to take a short break. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up. We're broadcasting live from Volcano
1: Stadium. You're listening to The Weekend Show, brought to you by the Lule Group. Luley's You're listening to The Terry Sol, Sol Show, Salt Easy Mode, on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 and 1220 AM KSLM. It's, uh,
0: it's, uh, it's 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 open. Open.
1: Hey, this is Donny Osmond. I just want to say congratulations to my buddy Terry Saul. Terry is going to be opening up for BJ Thomas for a few shows. Good job, Terry. Way to go, dude. We're back in 5, 4, cue Terry, 2, 1, you're on. That guy needs to get, he needs to get himself
2: a job, you know, Donny. Yeah. He, he, he's, he wakes up in the morning though. just to, just to harass me. But. Anyhow, we are back. Terry, Saul, and uh, Barron. We are broadcasting from Volcano Stadium. Yeah, and it's a uh, beautiful day out here. Oh man, there's, there's just when, the when did they flag- when did they bring the hot dogs up to this joint? Up
3: here? Don't we get hot dogs? Well, after you, you told ap- me yes. After you leave, hot dogs. Okay. All right, because you told me that. Just for you, when we're done, I'll go find you a hot dog. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'll hold my breath. Okay.
2: Hey, we're broadcasting here from the Volcano Stadium. There is a a game coming up today. At what time?
3: There's actually two games. Doubleheader? Doubleheader. Uh, So the first game's at 1 p.m. Okay. The second game's at 6.15. Okay. The great thing is a lot of the people that you have actually met, and Mm -hmm. and we've talked about King Cancer, are going to be throwing out first pitches. Who's that? Well, for those that have listened for a while, Little Ozzy. Hey, little guy four years old. Yeah. He's a little firecracker throwing that first pitch out at one. Is he really? Yeah. Now, if
2: he throws it from the pitcher's pitch and gets it over there, I'm going to be irritated because yeah, I had a hard time doing that.
3: But the well, one, that's neat. Yeah. So what, what Ozzy threw first out last year, but yeah. last year he was doing pretty good. Yeah. And then he went through this clinical trial in Seattle and the clinical trial didn't work the way they hoped it would. I still remember his mother telling me they were preparing him that them, that he wouldn't make it till Christmas. Uh, then they prepared uh, yeah, they prepared mom that he wouldn't make it till his birthday, which was two months ago. Nice. So I called them a week and a half ago. I said, How's Ozzy doing? Does he want to throw the first touch out? So they're actually right now driving up from Albany. They're gonna he's gonna throw a pitch out at one o'clock. Nice, nice. The other one, I know you'll love this one, Terry. Uh, there was a gentleman that Kick of Cancer helped uh, in 2019, so mm-hmm. four years ago. Um, served in Vietnam, was shot down three times in Vietnam. The third time he was shot down, they took the wing off the plane, so he was thrown against the fuselage and knocked him unconscious. He was unconscious for three months. Wow. This would have been in the early 70s. Okay. He was honorably discharged, and through all the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, um, he worked for disabled veterans as an advocate for benefits. Perfect. And then, in 2018, he was diagnosed with testicular cancer because of the Agent Orange that we used in Vietnam. If you can catch it in time, you just remove the testicle, but they didn't catch it in time. So, it to his bladder and his kidney. They couldn't do chemo because he had lost a kidney in Vietnam, so he had one kidney left. He can't exactly use chemo on that. they there, done that. Yep. Uh, you're like, and so, the only way to treat this, and this was four years ago, the only way to treat that was through a very experimental stem cell. Treatment, okay. And then I lost. I didn't hear from Dave Wentz for a while. I yeah. didn't know what happened to Dave, but yesterday morning he came to Salem Greeters, walked in on his own, told me his cancer had been in remission now for three years. Great. He threw first pitch out today.
2: Nice, Smith. nice.
3: So. Well, that's happening today.
2: Uh, there are still plenty of seats if you want to get out here to uh, to catch in the family out here for crying out loud this is this is a fun beautiful day oh i I think
3: i think the high day is supposed to be 80 degrees it's gonna be in the mid 70s it's it's 61
2: right now outside and it's just gorgeous not a cloud in the sky we're sitting up here in the press box looking out um you know i could probably tap one of these balls over that fence there it says 405 feet but uh i'm sure if amanda threw me one of her wild pitches i could probably tap one out of this park
3: amanda do you are you still there i am oh oh do you have one of those wild pitches that you're saving for Terry? Uh,
4: you know, it might accidentally get lobbed and hit him in the head. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you mean Wouldn't by Wouldn't be the wild first
2: pitches. time you whacked me in the head, would it? <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: no. You know, we wish you were actually here with us, Amanda. Let's uh, take a great away here. Not uh, okay, never mind. I disregard what I just said. Yeah, oh. right. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about some of this cancer stuff that, uh, Barron, that uh, you were talking to me a little bit before. Well before we start recording, you know, Terry, you always like it when I dig up numbers and sometimes you don't like what I dig up, but uh, I, I had found the annual budget for the National Cancer Institute in 2017, which was 5.6 billion dollars.
2: 2017?
3: 2017. Okay. Now, what triggered my digging of that number was in 2019 it climbed to 6.4 billion, and they added $780 million to that budget. And I thought, well, why would they add so much to yeah. the budget, right? Yeah. So I actually printed this off for you, Terry. You've got a binder full of paper and, and right this there. binder is, like, there's like 100 pages in here, and okay. it is the annual plan and budget proposal, which they submitted to Congress. It's the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services budget okay. for one year. And there's one thing in here that Justified four hundred million dollars. What's ad. that? They call it the Moonshot Project.
2: The Moonshot
3: Project. So you're right, probably wait, gonna, wait, you're, you're going to ask the same question. i did. Yeah. What the hell is that? That's what I said. So then I went digging through this massive document looking for this Moonshot, and I finally found it. It's like one paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> There's one paragraph in these hundred pages, and all it says is that. Um, The National Institute, the National Cancer Institute was afforded a unique opportunity to advance cancer research through a cancer moonshot initiative. Yeah. With like eight or 10 goals of that initiative. Yeah. Develop ways to overcome cancer resistance to therapy, um, intensify research on major drivers of childhood cancer, minimize cancer treatments, debilitating side effects. All that sounds wonderful. But one paragraph out of all this to actually describe that.
2: I don't understand.
3: Neither do I. That's why I came here with you. To be fair,
4: Terry doesn't understand anything.
3: I understand one thing.
2: You're starting to irritate me. (laughs) Well, good luck, because I haven't pissed you off yet. uh, You're
3: getting close. Uh, So uh, how, how much was added to that for... So between, so they added $780 million in one year to the budget, 400 million of that was dedicated to this moonshot project, which has one paragraph out of a hundred pages. Where'd all that money go? That is probably going to have to to the next segment because that's a huge discussion. But what I did find intriguing is I took the 2020, 2021, 22, 23, I took all those budgets, added them together. Over the time that I have been doing kick cancer, the government has given them thirty-five billion dollars. Billion. Oh my the beat. gosh. There are nine zeros, nine zeros on that. All right. We need to take a short break. We'll come back with more.
1: The Baron and his numbers as we broadcast live from Volcano Stadium. You're listening to The Terry Soul Show, Saltissimo, on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 and 1220 a.m. KSLM. Hi, this is Dwayne Dog Chapman, Dog the Bounty Hunter, and you're listening to Terry Soul. This is Donnie, and I, and I gotta say, Terry Saul is the coolest guy I have ever met. <laughs> really, he's not the coolest guy in the world. He just told me to say that. We're back in five, <laughs> four, cue, Terry, <laughs> two, one, you're on. You
2: know, I, I never go down to his show and, and bash him like that. He doesn't need to be doing So, that. apparently, you're the coolest guy he knows. Well, you know. So, what does that say? <laughs> he doesn't know too many people, he doesn't know very many people. We are back, this is The weekend Show Terry, Saul, and Amanda, and Amanda Terry, Saul, and Barron um, Amanda's well, Amanda, oh, here too, Amanda, um, What the heck? Well, hello. If, you, if I could finish my sentence here uh, I was going to uh, say uh, Terry, I Saul, and you. <laughs> and uh, Baron, broadcasting live from Volcano Studio, a man is handling our engineering back at the station. Yeah. There we go. There we go. That's the full stuff. That was all I was going to try to say, but you guys interrupted me so much I <laughs> couldn't get couldn't get a word in etchwise.
3: Sure, sure, Etch. sure. Etchwise. Uh, all right.
2: So we were talking a little bit. Uh, I know we want to go into some other stuff here, but let's get back to some of these numbers real quick here, Baron.
3: Yeah. So this is, and anyone can go find this. I mean, I, you know, you and not have been to get it now for a couple of years. I just do some internet searches and then find stuff that shocks me and pisses you off. But, um, these are, this is the national cancer Institute budget. That's a governmental agency that does research on cancer. And over 2019, they had a $6.4 billion budget for that one year. That was also the year I started getting cancer. Mm -hmm. I did not have $6.4 billion. I think I had put $25 in the bank, um, 2020, they got 6.5 billion, so a little bit more. 2021, they got 6.7 billion. 2022, they got 7.6 billion. They got a lot more that year. 2023, they got se- this year. They're going to get 7.8 billion dollars.
2: But where's that money going?
3: Well, I think that we can dive into that because I, one, I don't think we we'll realize how much of your taxpayer dollars are actually going to this. Collectively, all of those years, that's 35. Thirty-five billion dollars, and I wrote this right. out for you, Amanda. There are nine zeros on that number. Nine. Wow,
2: that's almost what she makes. Nine zeros. The station. Nine I zeros. Wish.
3: Yeah. No, it, it's just the zeros part. There's no number. You make nine <laughs> zeros. She There's no the number. Zeros. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, but but then because you know Amanda and I do a show together, and I find these books. I found this book called "Killing Cancer, Not, Not People." Yeah and I just love the title of the book Killing Cancer Not People so in the very I mean not even in this first chapter This is the introduction to the to the book Um, this gentleman that writes it, he says to statistics published on the American Cancer Society's website so where's that money go well a lot of it funds their research so their website says one in two men and one in three women over 40 percent of us will have a cancer experience that's what they're calling it Terry I mean, what would you, okay. would you call it a cancer experience? No, it's a nightmare. Well, they to put it in quotes very soon. That figure will be a full 50%, 50% of us will have a cancer experience. Mm-hmm. Stand next to somebody or in our case sit cause we're both sitting, one of you will get cancer. I know, I know you think it won't be me. Unfortunately, the odds may seem even, but they're really against you besides who wants 50, 50 odds.
2: And between the two of us, hello.
3: You got cancer. I already had it. Yeah. So wow. so there and and because there was such a big increase in the budget for that moonshot, I took this entire thing digging and digging, trying to find that moonshot. There's a lot of information about research on this and research on that, and but none of it is on research for the cure. It's all research on on how do we deal with the side effects of the crap that we gave you how do we find new crap to give you mm-hmm. there's no really good research on how do you not get cancer in the first place which has been my war cry for right. five years right? right so if I go into this book a little deeper I find this intriguing that they're now finding markers especially with women that you you, you have a marker that you might get breast cancer you might you might okay okay so the absolute height, and this again, this is this guy's words, not mine, but the height of folly, ignorance, and tragedy, is the fact that women who carry a breast cancer gene, the marker, and who have a history of breast cancer in their families, are systematically having both 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 breasts removed as a preemptive measure.
2: Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Say that
3: again. So they so that they have the marker. Right. And there's a history in the family of breast cancer. Okay. So they're preemptively taking the measures by having both breasts removed. Okay. And, and some still get breast cancer in their reconstructed breast.
2: Hmm.
3: <laughs> there's that sound
1: you always mm-hmm. make. Mm-hmm.
3: What in the world is going on in this country when a woman in good health will allow a surgeon to cut off two perfectly good breasts as an action that will change her life forever to supposedly prevent a disease that she may she may in fact never get wow
4: well really quick Brenda got hers reoccurred in her reconstructed breast.
3: correct? Yeah. so that so, goes so to show so
4: that go ahead Amanda that just goes to show that um, it, it can happen with Even with your breasts removed, it can still come.
3: Yeah. And I think one of the biggest cases that people know, um, Angelina Jolie, a name that almost everyone recognizes. Angelina Jolie had that marker and she bravely told the world that she was having a double mastectomy. So she chose to have both breasts removed preemptively to stop this thing from happening. The trouble is that when you cut, you cut create a situation where they can you're altering your body and mm-hmm. you're creating a situation where the cancer might happen anyway. And this guy is just going right in there saying that you're, you're deforming your body supposing for disease that you may in fact never get.
2: So Amanda, let me ask you that question then. If you, if you had the marker that he's saying, would you, would you make that move? You
4: know, that's a really tough decision, but I think personally knowing Brenda and the fact that she removed, she had one of hers removed because of cancer and it still came back in that same exact spot, even though the breast had been removed, I would probably have to say no.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Because why put my body through that? And then what for it to reoccur and have to deal with something all over again?
2: Not only putting your body through it, but what's that doing to you emotionally? Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I don't think I would. Um, I, I, I think I would want to be proactive. It, it's hard, though. I don't blame them for... It's it's an action out of fear. Um, they're trying to get ahead of the ball.
3: And I think that you... I think you've summed up the marketing strategy, in my opinion, the marketing strategy of the cancer industry is they are marketing fear. So the yeah. fear is, I might get cancer, so I better do this. Well, guess what this does? It creates some income for the cancer industry. Mm-hmm. So they're marketing the fear that you might get cancer. Yeah. they're playing and, off and there's of still our that lotion.
2: possibility... Yeah. yeah, and there's still that possibility that you could get it afterwards anyhow.
3: Right. Yeah. Right.
2: So right. then what do they say to that? Oh, bummer.
3: Well, so to back up what you just said, um, a little further in the book, and now we're actually into the very first chapter. The first chapter is called Cancer. Where are we and why why we're here? So where are we now and how do we get here, basically? Um, and, and he says, President Nixon declared the war on cancer in 1971 authorizing a multi-million dollars to rid the United States of this scourge. Geez, by my calculations that was five decades ago and yet today more people get cancer and suffer immeasurable, immeasurably from non-working unproven conventional treatments than die from it than ever before. What could possibly have happened? The fact is through never-ending conventional methods, drugs, and research, we are almost exactly where we were 50 years ago. Let's face it, there is no money in a cure for cancer, and cancer cannot be cured with drugs, God, surgery. God, I hate that statement.
2: <laughs> I hate that statement.
3: Cancer cannot be cured with drugs, surgery, and chemo or radiation. Not now, not ever, not possible. Yeah. Although I like to say that there are those hard – so you asked what where all money went for this, this research, right? right. I, I, actually, I like to say that all those hard-earned taxpayer dollars have disappeared into the huge black sucking hole that is called cancer research and never to be seen or heard from again. Hmm. So where'd the money go? into a big pit of research that's not doing a dadgum bit of good. Wow.
2: Yep, you did it.
3: (laughs) I did manage to make the third section. Yeah, you got me. (laughs) Well, and and you know, he does a great job in here of validating some of his statements. So there's a doctor. His name's Dr. William Campbell Douglas. He's an MD. And Amanda, I think you'll find this intriguing, so this is all a direct quote from Dr. Douglas. He said, here's what October smells like, burning leaves, pumpkin pie and BS. Mm -hmm. That's because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is practically a national holiday at this point. So did you know, Amanda, that Breast Cancer Awareness Month was started by uh, AstraZeneca, which sells they, they're a company that sells cancer drugs. Okay. Oh, of course. So, AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca started Breast Cancer Awareness Month 36 years ago, with the objective to sell more of their own drugs.
4: Absolutely. And I'm going to
3: shock you again after the break, Terry. Okay. Or piss you off one of the other. Why not?
0: It's
2: funny. Hey, we're going to be back with our final few minutes. Yeah, lots of
0: <laughs> them. The final few
2: minutes, do away.
1: We're broadcasting live from Volcano Stadium. You're listening Here's to the Terry, Terry Sol Show, Saltizimo, <laughs> on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 and 1220 a.m. KSLM. Hey, this is Donny Osmond. I just want to say congratulations to my buddy Terry Saul. Terry is going to be opening up for B.J. Thomas for a few shows. Good job, Terry. Way to go, dude. We're back in five, four, you you Terry, two, one. You're on.
2: You know, I asked Marie to say something, and and, and instead we get him. Three
3: um, three breaks and three shout-outs from Donny Osmond. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm has no life
3: <laughs>
2: hey welcome back we are in our final few minutes today's guest uh, has been baron robinson with uh yours truly we're broadcasting live from volcano stadium amanda smith is joining us. she's handling the engineering back at the studio there and
3: uh two games
2: double header out here today
3: yeah first game is at 1 p.m mm-hmm. there are tickets available um if if anyone that's listening is a cancer survivor or your family's been affected you can email Emily at Mavsleague.com and your tickets will be free. You're kidding. Yep. They want all survivors and families. Dr. Bud Pierce makes a very nice donation to cover the cost of the series. Really? Yep. Um, we so have So if you
2: were a cancer survivor, you get in free. Correct. And they charge me six bucks to get in here to do my broadcast.
3: Hmm. Yeah, and they didn't bring you a donate either. No. Or a hot dog.
2: No hot dog. Sorry. Sorry. Where do I file my complaint? <laughs> where, 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 where am I filing my complaint?
3: Now so, you hold know, on. the great thing. Go ahead, Amanda.
4: So what's happening tomorrow also? Because I saw, like, it, isn't it a game between the firefighters and the police officers?
3: Oh, I am so glad you brought that oh. up. So, so today is two actual games between the, the four teams. But tomorrow afternoon at 1 p.m., there's no cost for this. Uh, Kicking Cancer has set up a charity a charity softball game. And there's a place you can donate to either firemen or policemen, whichever cause you want to support. But the firemen have challenged the policemen in this town to a softball game.
2: Well, you see, this town, are we talking Salem, Kaiser, or what?
3: Well, what we all, of, all of the firemen are from the Salem Fire Department. Okay. The policemen are kind of a combination, but every player is local law enforcement slash fire heroes, in my mind. Right. And so it's gonna be it's gonna be an hour and fifteen minutes. We're gonna have a seventy five minute game between these two agencies to see who's the better player and then we're gonna do a fundraiser through the end of September where we can see whatever really? raise the most money.
2: See now I, I, I'm 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 torn here. My son's a firefighter, so I gotta go with the firefighters, but my neighbor who can arrest me is a police officer.
3: I would go with your neighbor, he'll arrest you. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, Amanda, though. Well, yeah. that'll be
2: fun. Yeah. And so it's free.
3: And That one's free. Totally free. Wow. And if you come, guess what? They're not going to make you pay to actually watch the game. So, come watch your favorite firefighter or policeman for free, and then stick around for like another hour and watch the game. Bring everybody. Bring everybody. Bring,
2: bring everybody. the, bring the, bring the neighbors. You know, bring them all. Yeah. I got a friend of mine who's a, as, a, as a soccer coach. I'm sorry, he's a t-ball coach. And he brings his his whole team to events like this. Why
3: not, why not? It's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Wow. So I left off, and you were a little annoyed when we left for the commercial break. What Um, do you got? (laughs) Go ahead. Well, I want to finish reading this quote. We kind of uh, abridged on it, and, and I want Amanda to throw your thoughts in here, Amanda, because this kind of applies a lot more to you than it does to Terry and I. But So Breast Cancer Awareness Month is now 36 years old. Okay. In the thirty-six years since it was launched by AstraZeneca, and some of you may have seen the commercials on TV, AstraZeneca launched it to help sell the company's cancer drugs. It's been a wild success for AstraZeneca and anyone else who makes money off from cancer screenings and treatments. So the the whole reason for cancer awareness or for breast cancer awareness was have you done your mammogram? Have you done your screening? Have you you know all of these things to bring awareness? to breast cancer drives those ladies in to get their screens. That was the whole purpose for it. But when it comes to saving lives and curing disease, it's been a miserable failure. Right. Mm -hmm. Up to 15 lives are ruined with unnecessary and deforming breast chopping surgeries. Again, my, his words, not mine, breast chopping surgeries, poisonous radiation treatments for every life saved. 15 lives are ruined for every life saved. And even then, there's no guarantee that the one life saved was actually the result of early detection or brutal mainstream treatment. Hmm. Because plenty of them were actually caused by the radiation and tumor bursting screens in the first place. What are your thoughts here, Amanda?
4: I, I think it's frustrating. Again, um, they are putting their wealth over our health. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's a fear thing. Again, they, they play on our fears. And like I've said on our show a lot, you trust the doctors. When you go in and they're like, this is what you need, this is what's happening, you want to trust them. Because growing up, you want to be a doctor or a lawyer. Those are the successful people. Those are the smart people. Those are the people that know what they're talking about and know how to best take care of you. So when you hear your doctor say, this is what you need to do, this is the medication you need to take, y- you get scared and you-, you follow that. Yeah. And yeah. At what What's cost? frustrating for me. Health
3: yeah, I mean, i I have a background in marketing. That was kind of my major in college, and i love I love marketing. So we're sitting here at the baseball stadium, and I'm just thinking about all these little marketing things, you know, like um, come to the game and buy the hot dog and the drink is free or whatever, whatever marketing idea you have. And so the marketing idea that AstraZeneca had, was let's start this breast cancer awareness 36 years ago and in marketing breast cancer awareness these women will be they'll come and get their screenings which then will make money off the screenings that was their whole marketing strategy. Um, But then there was this lady and her name is Betty Martini and she was a researcher a world famous researcher on aspartame. Now, I know, Amanda, you and I have talked about these brain tumors that they found because of aspartame. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Well, she was doing research. Aspartame is a sweetener. They put in like Diet Pepsi and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and so she was doing this research on aspartame in the early 90s, so now we're mm-hmm. talking 30 plus years ago, okay. her and her friend Michelle went to one of these big walks, these breast cancer awareness walks. And and there was thousands of copies of a speech that this lady, Betty, had given at Capitol on the cure for cancer and, of course, aspartame information. They were finding more tumors in the breast tissue than in the brains because of aspartame. Okay. That was over 30 years ago. Okay. So she's got copies of this paper with her, and the representatives of that march were furious and asked us to leave. What? I told them it was a public property and they were out of luck. Michelle, my friend, said, quote, Do you really want to cure breast cancer or are you in it for the bigger bonuses and the money? They said, We want the money. We're not interested in the cure. Now leave. Okay, you've done it. Mm-hmm. You've done it. I mean,. That one pissed me that's off disgusting. when I when I read that. That pissed me off.
2: That's disgusting that they even say that.
3: Yeah. You know? Yeah. There they and go, probably putting their they wealth mean, over our just to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's a lady who has researched aspartame wow. for years, and she's seeing evidence of more tumors in the breast tissue than in the brain. She's at these marches telling these women to be aware of it, and the organizers are telling them to leave. That just furated me when I read it. It's them. too
2: bad. She didn't get that on tape. I know it's really too bad that you yeah. get that on tape so you can turn around and shove it up their yeah. backside.
3: Yeah. So I, you know, you've asked me this a lot. Are they trying to find a cure? I don't think they are. Mm-mm. I don't think they are, but on a lighter note, kicking cancer still realizes that there are people that have cancer. And it's just been my honor for the last four or five years to work with Lisa Walker and get survivors like Dave Wentz Amanda, Dave Wentz is going to throw the first pitch out today. That's so exciting. This guy I love that. Is, and, and, and little Ozzy is going to throw the first pitch out. And Michael Brown is going to throw the first pitch out. That's the exciting thing that we can do now right here at this stadium. Absolutely, That's awesome. It's incredible.
2: All right. We are just about out of time. Baron. what, uh, what you, what else you guys got coming up?
3: Go. Uh, well, right back here at this stadium in the middle of July, we're actually going to do one of our disc golf tournaments in the side of the stadium as a fundraiser. We're okay. going to put nine nine baskets out there and have a disc golf tournament in the stadium. Sounds like a plan. All my
2: friend, you take care, be safe, and uh, I'm going to go get me one of those hot dogs right now because uh, they're starting to
1: warm up out here, I think. I think so. <laughs> You're Amanda, listening thank you to the Terry friend. Soul Show, yes. so See you back here on, Monday. on Salem's original right, radio station, 104.3 and 1220 a.m. KSLM. That's a wrap. Good job, folks, and we're off. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, thank you very much.